This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 659 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EQ Ready Records, records management services for busy horse people. Check them out today at EQReadyRecords.com. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Rick Gore of Rick Gore Horsemanship. Rick is a trainer, clinician, and all-around horseman. On his website, thinklikeahorse.org, Rick answers questions and offers lots of great solutions to the problems us horse folks have. Rick says, horses love it when their owners understand them. Today's tip is about the concept or technique we hear a lot about these days, advance and retreat. But before we get to today's tip, let's hear from today's sponsor. Coach Jen here with Amanda Eckelberg of EQ Ready Records Equine Records Management Service. Amanda, EQ Ready Records is really a fantastic service now that I've learned about it, and it's getting a lot of us horse folks organized. What made you start EQ Ready Records? It's such a unique concept. Well, that's pretty simple, really. Um, I've worked in and around the horse business for the last 15 years in various aspects. Um, in the breeding barn, in the vet's office, at the training barn, at the ranch, and everywhere I've gone, it always amazes me. Nobody is available to take good care of their records, which is so important. They spend a lot of money getting double vaccinations. Uh, they get Coggins pulled two and three times a year because they can't ever find them. Those kinds of things, and it made me wonder, wow, you know, so these people really need help. They don't want to, nobody wants to do the paperwork. Nobody wants to sit behind the desk and enter things in the computer, but when you need it, you need it. For example, a couple of years ago here in Texas, we had, you know, a flu rhino outbreak. Everybody was calling the vet clinic, is my horse vaccinated for this? Is my horse vaccinated for this? How simple would it have been for them to just get on the computer log in and see exactly what the horse has been vaccinated for and when. Or if they needed to do any other preventative maintenance, they could do it at that time. So I came up with this concept for we can do it effectively, cost-effectively, and accurately, and all of your information is secure. It's available when you need it, where you need it, and you don't have to worry. That's just one less thing you have to worry about. So you're you're taking the, oh, <clears throat> expletive out of those situations by being our record keepers for us. Yes. That's fantastic. Well, I'm glad you started it because it's a fantastic service. Folks out there listening, you need to go to eqreadyrecords.com. So easy to spell. And check this out. Um, you'll be glad you did, and folks who take care of your horses for you when you're away will be glad, and your vet's office will be glad too because they're sick of you calling. <laughs> We'll see you again soon, Amanda. All right. Thank you. And now, on with today's tip. And once again, Rick Gore is here to, to uh, educate us, entertain us, fill us in on what it really is to be a horse and how to be better horse people. Um, what have you got for in store for us today? 
I think we're going to talk about uh, understanding pressure and release, or some people know it has advance and retreat. Pressure and release, advance of- retreat. Is that like uh, CPR? No. Uh, no, that's not it at all. If you don't pay attention, you could be needing CPR. Oh, good point. I like the way you turned that around. Pressure <laughs> uh, yeah. release um, is basically a good way to, it's the basic foundation of communication with horses. It's how horses talk to each other. It's how when foals are born, how their mom talks to them, how they're brought into the world. It's very... Uh, to me, it's almost the basic concept that every horse owner should really have a grasp and understanding of. Because if you don't understand this, everything else you do with a horse, you're going to be sending confused or mixed messages to the horse. The horse isn't going to be an understanding. And, you know, the concept of pressure and release or advance and retreat, advance would be pressure and retreat would be release. So pressure and release is the same thing as advance and retreat. And, and the way, uh, uh, what it is, is it basically is falsely, horses are comfort-seeking animals. They seek comfort, and they avoid pressure. So pressure and release releases comfort. Pressure is, uh, you know, uncomfortableness to them. So in horse language, when they learn, it's all about they have to get release, that release of pressure, that, that finding comfort and then they associate that with the right answer because their instinct is, I'm always looking for release of pressure. I'm always looking for that comfort spot. And, and, and if you watch horses in a herd, you'll see all this happen. A lot of my videos are about herd behavior and understanding horses. And I, and I just film horses in a pasture, and I talk about who's talking to who and who's saying what and who's responding. And it's very, very minute little uh, body signals that horses talk to. And if you understand pressure and release, you also understand that talking is always pressure. The, the best people that communicate with horses where horses understand are the ones that don't talk much. As humans, we're very our, – our language is, is vocal. We, we have a very complex language that we talk, and it's verbal. But even in humans, like 75, depending on what survey you read, 75 to 80 percent of our language is body language. It doesn't matter what we say. It's what our body says. And, and, and they've got books, and they've got experts that can read it at a distance and everything. So body language to a horse is 100%. Their language is so minute when it comes to verbal. There's, there's a few threatening. There's a whinny. There's a nervous whinny. There's a call. There's a warning snort. So their, their verbal language is very, very small part of how they communicate. And normally the verbal language is either to attract attention or to warn. But the rest of their language is all about body, uh, ear flicks, ear position, head level, high, low head, uh, body position, are their hips to you, are their hips away, are they exposing their flank, or they trust you enough to not put their butt to you and allow you into their face and their spatial area. All these things are all about body language, and it all becomes pressure and release, advance and retreat. So, so let's talk about pressure on what pressure is to a horse. Just about everything is pressure when we do something to a horse. But there's different levels of pressure, and we can change the level of pressure. If I run at a horse swinging a plastic bag and screaming, I'm putting huge amounts of pressure. That horse is going to be looking for release. How will he get release? He's going to run. He's going to flee because Mother Nature tells him when confused, fear, 
or, 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 or you don't know what's going on, you run. You run to stay alive. Flight is their lifeline, so, unless, of course, they're trapped, and then they go into fight, fight or flight. Humans have that. We all have that basic instinct of survival. But it's very, very strong in horses. So understanding that we don't want to push a horse so far that he runs away and we lose contact completely, and we don't want to corner them and put pressure to where they have no way to get released but fighting, in their mind they think, I'm trapped. I don't know any what thing else to do. I can't jump this fence. I can't rear. I've kicked. I can't do anything. So I have to fight. And then, then we, you know, invoke their fight instinct, which you don't want to start a fight with a horse because you're going to lose. So when, so when we put pressure, we need to realize how much pressure, what the response to our pressure is, and when we release that pressure, what did we tell the horse? Because that's where people lose it is the release. You can tell somebody what's pressure and release. Oh, that's when you make a horse move and you let him stop. That's a very, very uh, low level of understanding of pressure and release. It may be correct, but it's very, very low level. It's not advanced Is that kindergarten? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I've so got like it. I'm, I'm in kindergarten, Rick. That's where I'm at. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that are there, and, and we all were there. And, 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 and you know, the, the difference is when you're in kindergarten, are you learning from a teacher nurturing you and, and giving you feedback that you can understand and helping you grow? Or are you getting kicked in the head by a horse that's confused and it's not really trying to hurt you, but you just pushed it into a fight, a fight instinct and you didn't know it? So, you know, horses give hard lessons, and, and, and people remember the hard lessons. That, that, that's the good thing about learning hard lessons is you remember them the most. The only problem is when horses give hard lessons, it, it sometimes can kill you, it can maim you, or it can cause you so much fear that you get out of horses. So we don't, we don't really want to learn those hard lessons, although most of us will usually end up learning a few. But if you understand pressure and release, you're going to be able to see and predict when you're putting too much pressure and when this horse's body language is changing and when he's telling you all these signals about, I'm confused, I'm frustrated, I don't know what you want, I'm looking for the right answer, you're putting pressure and I don't know what the right answer, I'm looking for release, help me, help me, help me. And if you don't understand how to give that release with timing, rhythm, and feel, the horse isn't going to learn as quick, he's not going to learn as good, he's going to be confused, and your relationship's never going to grow to where you have a good, where you see people that they just seem like they're buddies with their horse, the horse comes, they understand it. They don't talk much. They talk with their body. So uh, give me an example, a simplified example, of um, someone who puts pressure on a horse and then releases the pressure but has the timing wrong. Give me a typical example that you see all the time of someone, quote, applying pressure, but when they release the pressure, they do it at the wrong time. Oh, uh, probably the first one that comes to mind at most is rearing uh, or pulling. People will pull on a lead rope or lead a horse by pulling and keeping pressure on the rope. And then when the horse rears or pulls back or feels trapped, the people go, ah, and they let go of the rope because they don't want to get kicked. Or they're like, my horse reared, he's mad at me. And they give that release. Very bad release because now you're teaching the horse the right answer to get you to stop pulling on me is to rear. Another example is when a horse goes to lay down, people jump off him. Oh, my God, that's, that's such a bad release. When a horse goes to lay down, the last thing you want to do is get off because you teach the horse, how do I get this person off my back and relieve the pressure of a rider? I lay down, and then the rider jumps off. Perfect. So, uh, another thing is there's a thing out there that people teach that I just think is absolutely absurd, 
is it's called an emergency dismount. If your horse runs off on you, you got to learn how to jump off the horse correctly. Well, you know, every time you jump off a horse, you teach the horse, if I run uncontrollably, the rider gets off my back. When they get off, that's release. I learn to run and scare the rider in order to get release. If a hurt horse, if a person pulls on me and doesn't know what they're doing and I rear, they will stop pulling. I learn to rear to get you to stop pulling. If a horse pulls when they're tied and the person runs over and unties them, a horse learns to get untied. I need to pull and sit back and rear, and then they untie me. So we're teaching all the wrong things. The horse is learning perfectly. The, her- the horse is training us exactly the way he wants to, but people don't realize what they're teaching. They think that they're saving the horse from flipping over, or I'll have to get off or the horse will roll on me and smash me. Or when the horse rears, if I don't give release of pressure, the horse will try and kill me or he'll break away. When in fact, we're causing all those things by not understanding correct pressure and release. There we go. That makes sense? I lose you. No, you didn't lose me at all. Now give me an example of um, the correct use of pressure and release, something that we can all relate to. Um, Let's see. Trying to think of a good, easy example that's kind of basic. Uh, let's say we're t- working, and I have a video on this, on how to teach your horse to lower your he- lower their head. If you want your horse to lower your head, a lot of people will try pulling down. That's pressure. A horse has Horses have things called opposition reflex. And on my website, I've got a whole page on opposition reflex with examples so you can understand it. But basically, a, a simplified opposition reflex is a horse has learned to go against pressure. So if a predator grabs a horse by the leg, their natural instinct is to pull away from that pressure. They're not going to go with the line if he's trying to pull them into his den. They're going to pull away. That's a natural survival instinct. So opposition reflexes, if you pull down on a horse's head, his natural reflective instinct is to pull up and resist that pressure. You're trying to pull into a place like a predator would if they were trying to tackle him or drive him to ground, so his natural instinct is to resist and pull away. If you give release when he pulls away, he learns that when I pull away, you stop pulling. A a better way to do that is if you want the horse to lower his head a little bit, you slowly touch with light feel. You may touch on the top of his head. You get him to where he lowers that head because his first instinct will be to pull away if you pull hard. But if you pull lightly, he'll give you that confused look like, I'm getting a little pressure, but I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. And he may, he'll look for the right answer, look for that release, and he may lower his head a half an inch. You have to release immediately. Uh, when you release, he goes, oh, you know what? Now I know how to get her to stop pulling as I lower my head. And then from there, you work on a little bit lower, another inch, two inches. You keep releasing. Pretty soon the horse knows, hey, I learned to give to pressure instead of pulling. And that will transfer when you're using a bit, when you want your horse to flex. If you let your horse go or you try to pull the horse's head to make him flex and you got a bit in his mouth and it's hurting him and it's pain, he may flex, but he may not learn that if you ask him, I don't, I don't, I don't ride in bits, I don't use bits, so I only use halters. People go, well, how do you stop your horse? How do you get him to He learns to give to pressure, not give to pain. I don't want a horse learning to give to pain. So when, when, you, when you want a horse to lower his head, you have him lower inch, and when he gives you that first right try, you release and you kind of make that permanent, that I'm going to give you release when you lower your head. Pretty soon, all you have to do is touch the rope, 
and, 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 and he knows what you're going to do, and he'll lower his head. And, and Mr. T, my Mustang, demonstrates that perfectly in the video. And, I mean, I, I don't even have to pull now. All I have to do is kind of reach for the rope, and I'm going to pull, and he, like, drops his head because he knows what's coming. He, horses do best what they do most. People are always saying, my horse doesn't ride well, then ride him more. My horse doesn't tie well, then tie him more. Horses do best what they do most. So if you want your horse good at something, you have to do it a lot because then the horse finds comfort. He learns what to expect. He learns the pressure and release. He understands it. He finds comfort in doing the same thing. It becomes routine. He knows what to expect. Horses react when they don't know what to expect, when they're surprised. If you do something enough, a horse doesn't get surprised so much because you know he's something? learned. That works for people to do because if every day at 3 o'clock I have a popsicle and I'm used to it and I do it every day and I find comfort in it. <laughs> exactly. Of course. See? It works for humans too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, boy, that's all. It's such a – it's such a simple concept when you say it in words. Pressure release is like, well, big deal, two words. But it is, it's very complex for us humans, and it's hard for us to understand it and transfer that into working with horses. But you gave us some really great examples on um, common things that we do that use the process in, inappropriately. And right there we had a good example of using it appropriately and, and building on, on those appropriate pressure and appropriate release at the right time. So we can take it all home and practice with our with our own ponies, and we can practice with our husbands too. Because if I put a little pressure on Glenn to take the trash yeah. out, um, absolutely, it works. It's very effective. And I release the pressure the minute he opens the trash can lid and starts to ta- to close that bag up. Release the pressure, leave the room. Everything's quiet and happy. Put the nice music on, light the candles, and it's all good. You know, you got it. A lot of life mirrors our relationship with our horses. And, and you know, this pressure release stuff with horses, it, it's, again, it's a simple concept. But when you truly get into it and see, if you watch horses in a herd and watch how they use it, it's really amazing how the slightest thing, by just looking at a horse with a different look or turning your head or spinning your shoulders or squaring off on them, is such a different pressure than standing sideways with your leg cocked, looking down very relaxed. Well, there you go. Everybody listening, you can go to thinklikeahorse.org and read up on all the cool things that Rick does with horses. He's got videos. He's got advice. He's got really nice-looking hat. Yeah, good-looking cowboy hat there, dude. So uh, thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you again soon, Rick. All right. You have a good day. And there you go. If you want to listen to more tips from Rick, just go to horsetipdaily.com. And go to the experts drop-down menu on the left. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's sponsor has been EQ Ready Records, records management services for busy horse people. Check them out today at eqreadyrecords.com. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse!
The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.